This is The Journey Begins here on SENZ, our five-part series with the Vantage Blacksticks men as they build up to the FIH Hockey Men's World Cup 2023 in India. We've caught up with a number of players, and today we chat to Nick Woods. He grew up on a farm in Waikato. He chased his big brother into everything, including the fantastic sport of hockey, and recently he was asked to be the skipper of the side. Nick Woods, captain of the Black Sticks, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us. Um, we're going to take you back today. We're going to take you back to the start of your journey. Where did where did hockey start for you? What's your earliest memories? Uh, earliest memories definitely for me was my brother playing hockey and then me wanting to do whatever he does naturally lent me into getting a stick in my hand and forced into it uh, for the first year and then the second year I swapped over, tried to play as many sports as I could. Uh, but it's definitely what my brother's doing. So when you say forced into it, were you terrified of hockey when you first started? Why were you forced into it? I think I was terrified of not doing what my brother said more, which is probably uh, how it went. But honestly, if it wasn't for him, yeah, I wouldn't really be here. I'd probably be playing football or something. What was the age difference between uh, you two? Three years. So what was it actually like growing up with a big brother? <laughs> I rate it out. Having like somebody right there that you're looking up to your whole life uh, drives you more. And like you see it in a lot of like younger, older brother combos that they kind of have that drive. The younger one always wants to beat the older one. And the older one just wants to get away from the younger one. It's like, just no, let me follow you. So when did you actually uh, become better than him and overtake him? Uh, yeah, it's a little bit of an awkward story. Um, I got selected for a camp, under-21 camp, just before the Junior World Cup. Um, and he was there. We played the same position as well. Um, I shouldn't have been at the camp, but I got selected. He was there. We did the whole camp together. And then afterwards, I got a call saying, that, oh, you're going to go to the Junior World Cup. Congrats. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, is my brother in? They're like, nah, sorry. He's not in anymore. I was like, oh, no, this is going to be awkward. So Christmas, yeah, we didn't really talk to each other too much but um, since then he's been in and around the traps he's still playing club uh, and he still absolutely loves it I think this year he's taken a step back but yeah phenomenal guy into the ultra marathons and all that sort of stuff so he's super inspirational to me yeah, I mean, and you followed him into it. You followed exactly. him into the sport, so you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him, as you said. So what age was it when you actually picked up the stick? Do you remember? I think 10. It was 10. So that's a little bit later than some of the other guys in your team. Like, yeah. people have been three and four years old really? when they started playing. So is that because you were playing other sports before yeah. hockey? Yep, definitely. Uh, football was big for me. I d wasn't a big fan of rugby. Uh, that kind of scared me, the contact. Still... There's so much contact in hockey, though. No, yeah, I don't know. I kind of keep away from all that. Like, if people push me, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not, not into that. Fair enough. So it, it was football for you. Tell us a little bit more about um, where you grew up, what it was like, because uh, you did see it against being from Hamilton. <laughs> uh, yeah, I come from rural Hamilton, uh, out by Prongia, a little place called Nahnapori. With 140 school kids, and I think maybe 40 or 50 of them played hockey. Wow. Uh, we had two parents that were just super guns uh, in the hockey circle, and they coached us through the age groups yeah, until I left the um, Peach Grove and then on to Hamilton Boys. And the journey was amazing. Living on a farm is epic. Um, I'm super blessed in that aspect. So do you go back to the farm often? Uh, we ended up selling and moving uh, to a sub, uh, like a block off it, um, and a couple of other places in Invercargill, but I go back as much as I can to see my family. They're most important to me. Yeah, it's a, it's a lifestyle, isn't it, as well? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit more about when you went from football to hockey. When did you make that decision that hockey was the sport that you were going to stick with and that you really wanted to succeed at? What, what age were you and, and what created that decision? Uh, I think football wasn't very good with my feet and still I'm terrible playing football. Uh, so I think that was a major catalyst. Um, my brother transitioning as well would have been the key thing, I reckon. He would have gone, all right, I'm not going to play football, and I would have known, all right, I'm not playing football. Yeah. Uh, so whatever he did, I sort of tended to follow. So growing up, did you play in all the same teams together? Were you always playing up, or were you watching him and he was watching you and then eventually you ended up in the same in the same squads together? We ended up playing club together from a young age, yeah. uh, which was super cool. And even when we moved to Auckland, uh, we insisted on playing for the same club. More for our family, like it's easier to come and watch one game. Exactly. Driving up rather yeah. than coming and watch two. Um, but through age groups, yeah, it was always, I was watching him um, and then hoping to get into his teams from such a young age. But um, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's so cool to actually share that journey with someone, right? Someone that you're so close to. Um, tell us about making New Zealand, uh, not just age grades, but actually making the main black stick side in 2014. Did you see it coming? What What was that like for you? Uh, it was pretty crazy. Straight out of school, um, I kind of got integrated into the squad through Colin Bat at Batchy. Um, he was super keen just to have me on and train with the team. So then the team went away to World Cup um, and I continued training with the guys there and then somehow I got a call at the end of the year saying, you've got a contract, congrats, and then trained and then um, got a shot against Japan, I think it was. But for me, that was super, super special. Um, I um, a coach, Lloyd, that was uh, instrumental into getting that, ha- getting that to happen. Um, so when it came, it was... Yeah, almost too good to be true. Um, like whether it was too soon or not, I'm unsure. But for me, it was just uh, I was real happy to be out there. Did the you did you mention Lloyd? Yeah. Tell us more about Lloyd. <laughs> he uh, took coaching at Hamilton Boys on uh, from my year ten yeah. on from Jaime. Um, super keen just to get a group of guys together that um, could play hockey in a, in a different style that he had been experiencing in Belgium. Um, brought these guys together. It, we ended up getting a Belgium import as well who, who he wasn't the best hockey player but at least um, he added a different flavour to the way that we're playing and we still have that connection now so I still actually go and see Gilly uh, in Belgium which is pretty cool um, and since then we've had four guys represent New Zealand from the same age group so Aiden, um, Leo, Jonty and, and myself um, yeah we're pretty blessed to have that kind of coach and he did so much for us uh, especially Aiden and myself and what do you remember about his, your debut? Was he there? Yeah, he was there. He flew down. He managed to get uh, work off and flew fly down to, to see it. And, yeah, couldn't couldn't get words out at the time to say thank you. But, yeah, I was super pumped to have him down there. So tell us uh, what a typical test week is like or a series is like uh, for hockey players. Do you room with others? Uh, were you looking up to players at the time since you were so young and new in, in this environment? Like what what is the whole week like? Are you presented the jerseys? Yeah, um, we have a little ritual at the start uh, where we get presented jerseys normally from uh, an older guy. We used to have uh, a little section from the guy that held your jersey beforehand, they read it out to you, or often they'd present a little video to you. Uh, so it was a real special moment, and you start to cherish that. That's your number. Um, it's not yours forever. 
you respect it, you wear it for now, and then you pass it on to the next person. So all that has been uh, pretty cool and adds a little bit more to the fern that we wear. Um, when it comes to tournament week, I think I was pretty gobsmacked. I got put with um, the Grinch and there was a, uh, Andy Hayward. And he was my idol growing up for flicking. Cool. He was absolute my idol. And he's yeah. such a funny dude, but he made me feel uh, super welcome from day dot. So, yeah, I was pretty fortunate. So who presented you with your jersey? Uh, I can't remember who presented it, but it was um, Carl Pontifex. He was a goalkeeper. Fortunately, I think we were, I was debuting in Wellington, um, so I got to meet him and... Um, he said some good words, but he came back to the team a little bit later on, and then he was like, oh, can I have my jersey back? I was like, oh, it's not going to happen, mate. <laughs> you're going to have to find another one. That's your jersey now. That's yeah. your number, and you're not letting go of it. Exactly. I love it. Um, tell us a little bit more about what the cultures uh, and environment is like within this Black Sticks side. Uh, yeah, we've worked a lot over the years on our culture piece, trying to become uh, more round and, and have set, set values that we all adhere to and strive to improve by, uh, which we can sort of judge ourselves on, which is um, a massive improvement, I think, from me being a young kid to, to now. Yeah. Um, something we didn't have so much at the start and now we have more of now. What that kind of means for us, uh, I think, is that... Um, kind of lost the question. Could you repeat that? I just I'm I'm curious what the environment is like within uh, within the black sets and the culture. Yeah. Like you know we 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 don't often see it in other sports. I mean we've just seen it with the the women's rugby side so openly. You know for a few months here in New Zealand, but we don't often get to talk to yeah. hockey players. That's why I'm just curious what it's actually like. Uh, yeah, we're such good mates as well. I think yeah. that helps off the off the field. Um, but we're not afraid to sort of tell us, tell each other like how it is. Yeah. We need to be better in this area. We have that kind of relationship that we can um, give the hard uh, feedback and, and yeah. be open to receive that feedback and then move forward and come to some sort of conclusion. Of course, there's uh, fights out on the field, not like fist, fist fights, but like disagreements. Um, but at the end of the day, as soon as we step off the turf, we're all mates. And I think that's the best part about our group, um, which hasn't been the case in the past. Now it's through and through um, with the values that we have. I want to go through some some moments with you, but before we do, what are your career moments or highlights that stand out for you so far? Yeah, a few and far, few and far between in a, in a very long career. The biggest one for me was my first ever tour. Uh, we played Australia in the Ashland Shark Cup and won in the final. Super cool uh, moment um, on cloud nine. The other one was beating Belgium in the Olympics. That was a do or die game and we managed to pull through with a 4-2 victory, I think, off the top of my head. Those are some of the best moments um, that I've had as a team. Um, yeah, like I said, few and far between, so hopefully this World Cup brings a few more and, and uh, the team going forward keeps keeps bringing these moments. Yeah, and we can't wait to talk about the World Cup as well. Um, but before we do, um, your first Olympic experience, 2016, uh, going to Rio, what was that like for you? Uh, it was epic. Um, I think I got to wound up in the atmosphere. Like you're at Olympics, you see all these athletes that you've yeah. seen on TV. You let that kind of get get to you, um, which I think in reflecting on the second Olympics, you couldn't do that because you're locked in your room. So um, 
it was an epic experience and unfortunately it was just an experience. Um, we didn't manage to get anywhere further losing to Germany in such a horrific manner. That still kind of daunts. So close though, yeah. right? So close, but... Do you yeah. learn from, from moments and games like that? I mean, when you now are able to look back and reflect on, on, on what's happened since? Yeah, we've done a, a little bit of reflection, not as much as um, we sort of should have done at the time because it, it was hurting yeah. it, as much as it did. We were so close, but... Yeah, ended up in being so far. Um, from my point of view now, I've learnt so much from that game and, and these ongoing games that we seem to just miss out by a small percentage um, that I've trying, tried to add those to my game. Uh, my personal mental skills as well has been a big part of it and that's one thing I think growing up we didn't have uh, and one thing that's sort of been added into our program more and more is these mental skills that uh, you're a ability to deal with that pressure um, becomes easy. So how do you work on it then? How do you work on your mental skills to be ready for those situations? Yeah, that's a very good question. What are you doing and what, what do the other players do? Uh, so being the experienced part is also a big part of the mental skills. Like You go through it, you normalise the situation. You might be under full press against Australia, but mm. you've been through this a million times, so you know in your head what you're meant to do and, and, and how you're meant to do it. Um, for me... A big yoga meditation kind of man. I, I like to keep calm, and I'm not much of a fizz up kind of person, which that's my mentality. Other people aren't like that, so um, yeah, that's just the way that I deal with it. If we fast forward a couple of years, um, you didn't mention the Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast in 2018. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, I'm still disappointed uh, in that game, losing the to, final. Yeah, getting to the final is cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but for me, I still want to. Yeah beat Australia and beat Australia consistently uh, rather than being so close but so far kind of mentality. So that medal for you, does it hold significance? It does. Where, where is it? And <laughs> Where is it? I think it's in Germany. I think it's with me in Germany. I'd have to check that. So it is special then. If you've taken it all the yeah. way to Germany, a silver medal from the Commonwealth Games is still special. Yeah. It wasn't the gold, but it's yeah. still... Definitely, and like I'm not um, trying to talk down a silver medal at the Commonwealth Games, yeah. but... For me, I just want to do better, be better, um, and and bring home the gold for everyone in New Zealand that loves hockey and thinks hockey can be this amazing sport. I really yeah. just want to do it for them uh, and get something going consistently. That is why you'll get to the top, though, because it's a it's a winning attitude that you've got. Um, I just wonder if if you could say something to your younger self, what sort of advice would you give <laughs> to your younger self? But it could also be young kids or teenagers or or other players that are watching this video. What would you say? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting question and one that I've kind of thought a lot about uh, through different media uh, outlets that have asked me the same thing. I think it's not just one thing and it never is just one thing. There's a multitude of things. Like it's not one thing and one reason why I'm in the black six and doing my position. It's a multitude of things that are added together to then uh, put a performance together. So for me, being coachable is probably one of the biggest things from a kid, um, from a growing up um, age group, that you have to be able to take criticism, you have to be uh, coachable and malleable and take things on board. And I think as a kid, if I go back, uh, I'd add that in more in. Like obviously I must have had another element of it. But yeah, that's my advice for kids going forward. Tell us about uh, being captain of this side, captain of, of your country. Um, who asked you? <laughs> yeah, another, another great story. Uh, Blair announced it just before uh, the end of Commonwealth Games. 
Um, for me, it's a pretty emotional time because I look after Blair a lot and yeah. I'm very fortunate that I have Blair um, still sticking around the team and that I can bounce off him and get some advice when advice is needed. Um, so, yeah, he decided to step down. He gave me the band. and bit surreal. I, at the time, didn't know if I wanted to take it. It's, I'm too, I look quite young, still... Um, don't exactly know how to lead. I have never really been a leader before, um, but through talking to, to Greg and um, a couple of other people and guys around the team, um, they assured me that it's nothing becomes different. What I do on the field is is enough leadership for the boys and, and how I go about myself off the field um, kind of just sets the scene for, for the others. So I don't need to add anything or take anything away from the way that I do things. Um, you've obviously had Blair as a great leader to look up to and to learn off. Have there been others before, maybe not just in hockey, but have there been other great leaders that you've looked up to? Uh, in the hockey space, I think Ryan Archibald um, was not only an idol but a great leader. Whether he was a captain or not, it didn't matter, and I think yeah. that's something that I kind of take forward uh, from him. Um, Sai, Simon Child as well, of course, a great, great leader. Um and the way that he speaks and the tone that he sets, of course, he's straight to the point uh, and quite sharp around the edges. But I think you need to have the elements of that about you in the way that you lead and deciphering how you're going to give this message uh, to different people is probably one of the biggest aspects of um, communication. So that's another aspect I kind of add to my leadership. So you walk away from the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham realising that you are now going to lead this side. How are you feeling? Uh, now or at the time? At the time and looking ahead to what you've got to look forward to, the World Cup coming up, the Olympics not too far away. Yeah, uh, at the time I was, yeah, like I said, didn't exactly know if I wanted to take it or not, ended up deciding. Uh, but I think it was when it when we got to India that it set in uh, that this is going to be a lot of a lot of media and something I need to get better at is media training uh, but it's a, it's a fascination of the Indian culture that the captain is there that the the captain does the talking that he's the leader whereas like for I think New Zealanders like captain's cool but it's the whole group that does actually the leading so it's a different mentality and I think going into the World Cup there's going to be a lot of um, onus on the captain and um, because of the culture that they have uh, and, and a lot of media and a lot of that sort of stuff, which I'm quite nervous about, uh, which is all fresh to me and all new. So I'm excited, I really am, but yeah. I'm, You're going to be great. Yeah, You're we'll going to be great. Um, talk to us about that experience that you've just had in India. Um, what, what can you learn from that? What do you take from that as a team as you build up to the FAH World Cup? Uh, Fantastic opportunity for us yeah. to get used to the heat, the pitch, um, the goings on, and and like I said, the Indian culture is quite different to ours. They're yeah. a little bit more laid back, and everything's a bit more of a process. So, for us to understand that going into um, the World Cup will mean we're one step ahead of the game, uh, men- mentally wise, mentality wise. Um, Tell us about the pitching conditions and how different <laughs> it is to playing here in New Zealand or over yeah. in Europe. Uh, the pitches. Quite a thick pitch, and although it sounds like um, being pretty frenetic about that, it makes a massive difference to the gameplay because everything's a lot. You have to put a lot more effort in to get the same result. So, like just a push pass that normally you'd be able to cruise through, you're having to really pull through. 
and that just slows the slows the game down. So the the conditions that we have there um, change dramatically, and um, drag flicking as well. You seem to pick up a lot more pitch, a lot more turf, which means you're having to pull through, and your flicks end up being a lot slower, which changes the way you do things. Indians are just amazing at the way that they play on the ground because they're just so used to the conditions there. They've obviously um, talked about it and gone about the changes that they needed to, and for us coming in again, massive opportunity uh, and something that we welcome the experience to be on that pitch and just to understand. So hopefully we're one one step ahead when we get there. Talk to us about uh, your pool then, Pool C, Netherlands, Malaysia, uh, Chile as well. It's yeah. a pretty good pool. We're so excited. And- what an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a video of me giving it a fist bump as soon as the um, the pools were drawn when we were sitting there in Germany. Aiden and I were watching on the live TV, saw Malaysia get pulled out, and yeah, couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe our luck. Although they're ranked just above us, we have a pretty good uh, history against them and yeah. not so much against some of the other teams that were in that, in that draw. So a uh, huge opportunity uh, for us to not only get second, but potentially the Dutch we go well against as well, knock them over, uh, get into that sort of quarterfinal and, and uh, with our ta- tails up. So what are the goals for the tournament then from a team's perspective? <laughs> uh, I think the word underdog will be coming through all your interviews, uh, something that we've been kind of driving home, uh, that we, we haven't played well recently. Um, we're coming in not on form, we're coming in with limited games, so we are the underdog. Uh, really but that's just a great opportunity again like Mm. everything you can sort of come in with a negative but if you can turn around to a positive and have those kind of um, mental games going on where you can assure yourself and get a bit of confidence from the way that we have been uh, it's going to do wonders for the way that we play against these guys Um, yeah can you tell us about this team that you're taking over (laughs) obviously selections haven't haven't been uh, haven't happened yet we're still uncertain of a few guys, um, but the team that we're taking, no matter what, will have a lot of feist and fire and, and intent about us. It won't be like the, the New Zealand teams of old. It'll be a lot more attacking, as you've probably seen in the results that we've had. They've all been high scoring uh, on both ends. So, yeah, I'm super excited to, to lead these boys forward, um, hopefully get less goals against, which would be uh, the defensive group's challenge and my challenge as well. Um, but so hopefully still have that exciting brand of hockey. Nice. That's exciting. Um, tell us a little bit about your international experience playing over in Europe, uh, in Belgium, uh, in Germany as well. Can you tell us who you've been playing for and, and what the experiences have been like and how much they help you when you come back to the international arena? Yeah, so teams I've played for, I was fortunate to pick up a contract in Belgium playing for Daring. Royal Daring and Molenbeek. Uh, it was an epic experience at the time, and I just took it with both hands and then re-signed again another year. Um, when things went downhill there, um, I went to another team in Brussels called Racing, and at the time we had seven or eight Belgian players. We were picked to be the, the league uh, winners, and then we lost out in the quarters, but I stuck around for another year. Um, that went okay, but COVID happened. Um, What's the competition like over there? It's it's pretty pretty top notch. Um, they've continually grown it, and they've also got this massive commercial uh, partner called Iron, uh, who's been running the show there. They've done wonders. They've turned Belgium from being a, a nobody into this amazing game that they have. That pretty much everyone everyone in Belgium will will know about the national team being Olympic champions and, and world yeah. champions of old. 
Um, the competition itself would probably be second or third on the list. Um, Dutch and Germany probably close in. Whatever order that takes, I'm not really too sure at the moment. So how much has your hockey improved then since being over there? Humongously. Uh, you kind of get a little bit naive in New Zealand about the way that we play hockey is the way to play hockey. But then when you go and experience all these different cultures and, and understand why different ways of pressing, ways of outletting, their, their mentalities, their, um, even just who they are as people, how that affects the way that they play is dramatic and getting that experience has been huge, uh, not only for me, but what I bring back to the team to yeah. then offload and, and try and um, get other guys around me better just because of my experiences. And I think that's what we're trying to get to with the program going forward is that more guys go overseas, more guys get experiences, different coaches, different players that they play with, they come back, we cement and solidify what we want to work on, how we're going to work on, the way that we're going to do things, and then hopefully bring um, the team forward. And like the French have done something similar and it's worked wonders for their program. Well, if we talk about where you are right now then, um, you're with the German club Hamburger. Yeah, Hamburger that Bravo, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hamburger. And you've got another four Kiwis alongside you as well. Yeah. Um, so it must basically feel like you're at home. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much does. We literally live within a like 250 metre radius of each other. Aiden lives with me in uh, a very small apartment with his partner and um, my partner lives with me as well. It's yeah, it's crazy. It actually feels like home, and the club there has been fantastic. The fact that they've got five Kiwis in yeah. one team means they must have something for the way that we are, and not to boast about the way that Kiwis are, but we, we're easygoing. We love yeah. to work hard, uh, and we're just so friendly. Um, and I think that's why they've got attached to this kind of Kiwi mentality, Kiwi mindset, and it's it's done wonders for our club, not only for us but for the other guys that are there. The club's gone from fourth division to top of well, second and first division in six years or eight wow. years. Yeah, it's been a massive transition. And, yeah, we're not stopping there, of course. Hopefully we get the title this year. What an amazing experience yeah. for you to be over there and uh, be able to be playing in this league as well. Um, who's had the biggest influence on, on your career? Uh, I can't put it down to one yeah. person. Uh, my brother, definitely. Yeah. But other than that, it's been probably... Th- three coaches from a young age I had uh, Doug who coached me from I think all my rep up to maybe under 18s um, <clears throat> not the, the best technical coach or anything like that just a great motivator and knows how to get guys on board and was a good for that age group and then I was fortunate enough to get Jaime uh, another fantastic coach at the time um, did wonders for the age group that we had and then Lloyd um, has been probably the biggest biggest uh, factor and then it definitely honorable mention Batchy uh, came in as this raw 17 year old 18 yeah. year old that disorganized didn't know how to <laughs> didn't know how to be an athlete and he kind of uh, took me by the scruff of the neck and drilled some real uh, practices into me that um, still I have with me now um, so yeah definitely Batchy gets an honorable mention 27 multiple Olympic Games, World Cup coming up, Commonwealth Games, of course, medals, playing in Europe, captain of this team. Can you believe where you are? <laughs> I actually had this conversation with um, one of my old friends the other day uh, saying that she, she thinks that I've just like lived the hockey player's dream, really. She knew from a young age and um, she literally said you've done exactly what you set out to at a, as a 15-year-old, now as a 27-year-old, so... Yeah, it's crazy to think how far um, a little Hamilton boy has come from uh, 140 kids at a school to yeah leading the Black Six out. 
at the World Cup. Got a lot more store to come as well. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope so. The goals for you moving forward. What what more do you want to achieve in in this jersey? Uh, the goals I think for me are all team related. Um, number one I think is having consistent platform for the guys to to go from uh, whether that be uh, a New Zealand based program or overseas based program or whatever but we have to be more consistent um, overall and it's something that I'm driving uh, from where I am um, I think other goals is that the the team just consistently gets better and we've got to not have these plateau, peaks and plateaus in our program uh, where we we go well for one tournament and then the next tournament we, we don't go so well so I want to get our rankings to, to back to fifth, I think it was when I started, so um, somewhere around there and and be pushing for contention at medals wherever we go. Um, and how are we going to do that? Yeah, it's still, still to be determined, but every step, uh, every day training, I suppose we get a step closer to that. Absolutely. Well, we cannot wait to watch the journey uh, and all of New Zealand is behind you. Thank you so much for coming in and all the very best at the World Cup. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Nick. And thank you to each and every one of you for listening. That is The Journey Begins Here for another week. All thanks to Vantage Windows and Doors.